Welcome to Squared Circle Rewrite, episode 13, where we will be reviewing the WCW Bunkhouse Stampede 1988. Uh, and this is the Bunkhouse Stampede Finals, so they've had many of these matches. Uh, and this was from the Nassau Coliseum in New York. Bob Cottle and Jim Ross were on commentary. When were the first... Other bunkhouse stampedes. I've never. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, well, you have a country western sounding theme with the actual country western music at the beginning of the pay per view, more yes, or less, from yes. Nassau, Long Island, New York. Yes, the most country place in New York, I would say. Now, do you ever. Have you guys ever. Not to get off topic here, but have you ever seen the episode of Seinfeld where he's wearing cowboy boots? Yes. And it almost gets. Basically, like railroaded <laughs> by like, five not, guys. That is not Long Island, though. That's... It's still New York. Okay, fair enough. Still New York. Why are cowboys in New York? Is my <laughs> big is my million dollar question here. <laughs> Horrible. Okay, let's go to the first match, Ben. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, Squirrel. TV. <laughs> uh, this is for the uh, TV title. This is beautiful oh, Bobby Eaton versus the Russian Nightmare. Yep. Nikita Koloff. And Koloff is the champ. And I put Volkov here. That's not his name. It's Koloff. <laughs> oh, again. Too, too many Russians, guys. Too many Russians. Uh, Cornette's rants were the best part of this match. Yeah. When when the manager is <laughs> getting more heat than the worker, there's yeah. a problem. Yeah. Um, I was confused at the beginning because I was wondering why a tag team guy was going for a singles title. And then we see another match later and, on. And yeah, then, then we see later that, that I guess it's the theme. Trying to um, it out the window later yes. on. Yes. Uh, this was a very slow match. Holy crap, was it slow. Uh, Koloff can only work a certain style, and this was not it. No. You know, um... What, you mean a style like you should wrestle somebody else besides Beautiful Bobby? I think Bobby Eaton's a good worker, it's just... Ah, uh, this he match is, is junk. I well, thought, if he is, I gotta see other matches, because I did not see well, him this one. Well, he's great as a tag team guy. I've only seen him in scaffold matches. <laughs> so... <laughs> And those aren't very good either. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, hopefully he'll uh, redeem himself later. You know, it's always a good sign when the first match has, has a boring chant. Yeah. That's always how every promoter dreams the book. Yes, yes. I want the first match of my card to have a boring chant. Yes. Oh. Why this, was this match this long? It would. It went 20 minutes? It didn't feel... It felt like worse. It felt like it was an hour. To be... Like, because it was so slow. And... I'm not complaining because like today's style is a lot faster, but this was slow by 80s style. You know, like what are we doing here? Like Bob Eaton, you don't have to be in a 10 minute rest hold with Koloff for real. <laughs> like if Koloff is that, unless he's blowing up. If if Koloff Holy is that God. blown up, then maybe you shouldn't have a 20 minute match. Like, you know? and did you see that one spot where Eaton was on the apron? And uh, into the pole, Koloff pushed him into the ring oh post. My God. Yeah, <laughs> it was like. Not even a like I don't know if nothing. It, it wasn't a sell really. It was just like a. Oh, that kind I was like oh oh yeah bit. yeah. He kind of he kind of winced. He just he's like <laughs> he, he kind of just rubbed his shoulder. He's like oh that doesn't feel great. No. The, this I don't. There's really not much to speak about this match because it's just it's slow. It received two boring chants. Yep. Uh, Jim Cornette got over. Yes. He, he was fun. He <laughs> Jim, was funny. Jim at least. Cornette was really funny. He was ripping the ref, which was hilarious. Um. 
Yeah, uh, so I just I did not like this match. I gave this match a zero. And uh, beautiful Bobby Eaton's uh, tights were brought to you by Fruity Pebbles as well, everybody. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Like, the majority of the action happened after the match. Yep. When, uh, yep. is it Sweet Stan Lane, right? Yeah. Yeah, when Sweet Stan Lane came out. And the best part I noticed is as soon as he came out, he was wearing the same Fruity Pebble colors, just he was wearing trunks. Yep. And I was like, the manager's outfit even looks nicer. Yeah, the match. The workers, uh, like it just. Oh man. Yeah. So yeah, the match ends in a time limit draw. It actually went the distance. A twenty minute time limit draw. Now this is where I really got mad. How they, mad, Jesse? They do this throughout the whole pay per view. Why is Shivani telling you how many minutes are into the match? Like five minutes have elapsed. Five minutes have elapsed. Like who the hell cares? You know, like, hey, how about WCW invest in some, like, invest in some uh, um, earpieces for your refs so they can time the match, or give your refs watches so they can time the match? It just seemed like it was a buzzkill. It was every, so predictable. Was it like, was okay. so predictable, and the wrestlers were waiting for time announcements to know when to do certain things. There was no flow to the match because of that, and the ending was so dumb. Where <laughs> Shivani starts counting down from ten, and Koloff is waiting to hear the hit the iron sickle. He can hear Shivani counting down, and he waits to start running at Bobby Eaton until there's three seconds left. Like, and then he tries to go for the pin, and then gets mad because because the time ran out. You heard the time ramming ran, running out. Why didn't you hit him before that? Just bad booking. Great start. That yeah. <laughs> Considering that you've trashed this match, I'm actually quite shocked and impressed that you actually went into that much detail to, to actually pay attention to these intri intricacies. Listen, listen, this is why I said this is going to be the longest podcast, because i got a lot of things to complain okay. about here. All right. When it's good, I'm kind of like, yeah, that was a great match. I don't know what to say. Go watch it. You know, When it's don't a bad match, I'll tell you why not to watch it and the stupidity. Let's go to the second stupid match. All right, so we got Fruity Pebble tight, so yabba dabba <clears throat> next... We got um, Larry Zabisco versus Barry Windham, and this is for the Western States Heritage title. Never heard of it. <laughs> Ever. 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 So many titles. Yeah, better better way... start. To, this is a better start to the match, at least. The crowd was into this one. Yeah. Uh, and then Larry Zabisco took him out with his running for the first five minutes. Mm -hmm. And he couldn't piss his trunks once the whole match. No. The whole match you were looking at like him wearing a thong, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good old Zabisco. Yep. Rikishi, Rikishi's tights never went up that high as Zabisco's. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. It almost kind of takes away from the match a little bit. Like this uh, match was it was decent. Like there were some nice spots, like the one right hand punch from Wyndham to Zabisco, and Zabisco sold it so nicely. Yeah, like. And then Zabisco went for a rib breaker. Yep. And you're like, crap. I thought this was going to get good, and it just gets worse. Yeah. Um... These guys are decent. Like, Wyndham's a good worker. Mm -hmm. Zabisco's a good worker. But this was not a good match. And I don't, I don't know... I don't know why they booked it or why, if they had agents back in the day, I don't know why they told them to do the things they were doing. Um, when, the, when, you, when you see a side bump on a suplex, yeah. it's usually a bad sign. Yeah. And it's almost like the back knew because they kept... They cut to Baby Doll... <laughs> who's Zabisco's manager in this, they cut to her like 10 a times. Time, a lot of times. And it's like, and, and you'd hear, like, they'd cut to her, and you'd hear, like, a bang in the ring, and then you cut back and somebody was down. It was like, 
Oh, okay, is this match so bad you don't want to show me it? You'd rather show me the, the pretty girl in the corner? Like, what, what is going on here? Oh. What was Wyndham doing in this one spot? It was, it was like a cross body, but he, like, tripped. <laughs> and, like, it looked like God suddenly came down and just sporadically threw him. Just smited him. <laughs> just smited him. No, I think what the I think what their plan was Zabisco was going to do like a chop block or something or like it was going to be a drop down and Zabisco was going to block it. Mm-hmm. It just Wyndham was never touched. No, so he just flew to the other ring, mm-hmm. and I was just like, oh, it's, okay. a, tri- it's a triple threat match. <laughs> <laughs> there's someone else here. Yeah, there, there, there's there's a poltergeist in the ring. Well, at, least <laughs> kick, at least he didn't kick somebody and fall on his back like, after. That's oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, yeah, this was not a good match again. I'm, I'm sorry, people. I don't. I got. There wasn't much stupidity in this until the finish again. Oh, I got. I got some stupidity okay. boxes in here. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. How does Zabisco get backdropped and then go for the pin? <laughs> I got so mad at that, Ben. Remember that? I'm like, what yes. the hell? I mean, you just got backdropped. Why are you going for a pin? Like, what, uh, yeah, I watched that. Like, whoa, how, wait, whoa, easy. What? <laughs> That's uh, not a living legend move there, Larry. What do you... What? Oh, oh just bad booked. And like, oh. the way that the pin was, was Barry was knocked down. Yes. So it wasn't a roll-up, it wasn't a schoolboy. It was just he literally took the bump and then crawled over, went for the pinfall. Yes, yes. Oh, awful. Oh, God. Awful. What awful. was the finish, Justin? So Larry Zabisco <laughs> wins with a foreign object. Just before Oops. that, we had a ref bump. Mm-hmm. And Wyndham had Sabisco pinned. And then Baby Doll tricks Wyndham by banging the mat three times. And Wyndham is so dumb that he gets up and thinks he won. And then he turns around and Sabisco cocks him with the foreign object. The ref doesn't see it. He mu- and then Sabisco covers what Wyndham. What was the foreign object? The well, shoe. I'm, I'm, you know, the shoe. Yeah, that's right. It was Baby Doll's shoe. Yeah, the spike, as Jim Ross said. The spike of the shoe. Mm-hmm. And he nails nails him with it and pins him. And Zabisco gets the first singles title in his 14-year career. And everyone's so excited. And I'm just like, why are we excited for this guy who finally won a title after 14 years? Did he fix his tights after he won the he title? Did not. Oh, he, he did not. He did not. Ones. Um, who books it that Barry Windham is so stupid he falls for the manager banging on the mat? Is Jim Hurd booking at this point? I have no clue. I don't care who's booking. Because if he's not, I mean... This was dumb. I know that Jim Hurd gets a bad rap, but I mean, there's a lot of stuff in here that ain't making it much better. Yeah, it's uh, you know another zero match for me. Yep. This was this was bad. Two matches in. Two matches in. And no points. No points. <laughs> no points. The only points we give are the ones that make you not want to watch the matches. So the next match was. Oh my god. Ben, ben will let us know here. Oh, this match frustrated me so much. With the Nature Boy Ric Flair versus um, Road Warrior Hawk for the world title. Continuing the theme of tag team guys getting title shots of singles titles. Because that's predictable. You know, like, yeah, that, that exactly. Exactly. Like, tell, talk about telling your... Not only did I predict that Hawk was going to lose, but I predicted it would be a dusty finish of some sort. Yeah. So that way Hawk will still look good. Because the match started with Hawk owning Flair. See, I. This is the only match I gave. <laughs> this, this is the first match I gave points to, and I only gave it point five. <laughs> but Flair makes guys look amazing. Yep. Hawk looked like he was the strongest man in the world. 
and Flair did that. That's like, why I didn't Hawk's think there a, is... Hawk was a strong guy, but Flair was just like, he'd hit him with the chop, and Hawk would just no-sell it. Yeah, but you know what? Like, hit him with the chop, Hawk would there's no it. There's zero believability in this match, because, I mean, when you look at them before they even did anything, I'm going... Hawk in real life could... There would take two hits to beat Flair. One to his face and one hit of Flair hitting the ground after he got yeah. hit by the first one. There's no, there's no believability in this. So I looked at I'm like, no, I'm not going to believe this. I, you can't tell me that Ric Flair has a chance of beating a guy who looks like this. I'm sorry. But he doesn't. And another issue I had was Animal and Hawk were like one of my top five tag teams. Yep. But I know they're not the best workers. Yep. And I thought this match made Hawk... Weaknesses exposed. Mm-hmm. It should have been it a five. It should have been a five minute match. To be quite honest, with they a, exposed with Hawk a DQ, way too much with a DQ finish. It should have been Hawk dominating, and then maybe have JJ or even a, like or, maybe, or even a countout. Yeah, maybe have JJ interfere, and then and then as he's doing that, Hawk clothesline Brick Flair over the top rope. He gets DQ'd because Flair went over the top, and then Flair retains his title, but Hawk looks like a million bucks. But they drag this out for uh, twenty two minutes. I think it. Timed yeah. in at way too long. When they announced um, the ten minutes had gone by, I'm like, really? That's it? Um, I again, Shivani with the stupid time. <laughs> uh, it feels bush league. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what it felt like. It felt like something an indie promotion would do. And if you're trying to be, uh, like, I'm assuming they know WWF is where it is at this time. You know, they've had this. They're going into their oh, fourth yeah. WrestleMania. They know there's a competitor there. So you don't have to be like 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 you don't have to match like or be like WWF, but don't degrade yourself. And that that stuff yeah. was just stupid. And we had a stupid ref bump in this. We had two low blows. It was blows. devastating. Oh, two was... two low blows in front of refs, and there's no call. Those don't nothing. Those don't count. Uh, that stupid ref bump where Hawk clotheslines Flair. Flair hits the deck, and then Hawk just keeps his arm out and runs three more steps to hit the ref. Yeah, like pretty devastating ref bump. If if you're gonna have it happen, have the ref right behind Flair, <laughs> you know, like make it make sense. Not six feet behind. Not six feet. Yeah, exactly. Where Hawk has to take three steps and then smoke you. I'll give Hawk credit for this though. When JJ came in and uh, with the chair shot and didn't sell it at all, I went good for you, Hawk, because that looked horrible. I wouldn't have sold that chair shot either. Did good. You see how weak it was. Yes, and I'm like good for him. <laughs> it was a weak chair shot. The the chair had like at, like. Chair shots will hurt no matter what, but this chair had padding mm-hmm. on it. And he hit with the padding side. And he hit with the padding side. But he didn't sell it. So good. He didn't sell it. That good. was fine, but I was just like, it didn't have and the same effect for me. I'm like, why are you, like, I think they did the ref bump, because after the ref bump happened, I think Flair went over the top rope. And this is back in the day where the top rope was disqualification yes. automatically. But I'm like, but at the same time, there was two low blows. So yeah. if there's DQ on... Why would you allow two low blows but not over the top rope? Still got the old school uh, no over the top uh, rope rules. Yeah, I think Bill. I think Bill Watts is the one who actually took that out. It didn't play into the finish though. No, no. You know it uh, like usually when they do that over the top rope stuff, the ref is knocked down, but it plays into the finish that another ref comes in, but the uh, but the original ref saw it, something to that effect. But this didn't even play in the finish, so I'm like, why would you even do that spot? Makes no sense to me. Um, Not a good like. I thought it was an okay match. I gave it 0.5. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Just no? As nope. per me, we're three matches in with zero points. Oh, there you go. Okay. Um, Hawk wins by disqualification. Uh, because Flair used a chair with padding. Yep. 
But when you hit him in the nuts, it's fine. It's fine. That's fine. It's okay. You know, that's only deadly force, but whatever. Now, here we go. This is the main event. That's right. We're at the main event already, guys. That's four matches four on this matches. card. Four matches. Zero points. Well, 0.5 technically because of Jesse Which being is the nice. Bunkhouse Stampede Battle Royal Steel Cage Match. Here we go. And the winner gets $500,000. Hey, that's quite the... That's quite the... That was a boot. Yeah, and a boot. Maybe the five. Oh, you get a boot and five hundred grand. Yeah. Could I just get the five hundred grand? Maybe the boot's worth not the boot. Grand. Maybe. And like, how predictable of a finish is when you get when you find out it's a boot? And the reason he's saying this is because <laughs> is because the the contestants are Warlord, Road Warlord, Warlord. War, Road Warrior Animal, Lex. Uh, sorry, Animal has the most victories in December with points for the bunkhouse. Stampede. Stampede match. Whatever, carry on. Yes. <laughs> Lex, Whatever that is. Lex Luger's in the match. The, the only guy to be wearing wrestling gear. What a tool. Ivan Koloff. Tully Blanchard. Barbarian. Arnaz, Barbarian. There you go. And Dusty Rhodes. I wonder who's getting the cowboy boot here. <laughs> did you mention Warlord was in this? I did mention Warlord! Okay. So Rules. Yes. What is the rules of this okay, match? The, okay, so it's a Listen closely. It's very confusing. <laughs> I'm going to clear my throat here. Um, it's a battle royal in a cage, which means all eight men are in to start. Mm-hmm. Anything goes. They can bring in weapons. Anything goes. Anything goes. They can bring weapons, but you can't go out and get them because... Okay, elimination <laughs> happens. Now, did we mention this was in a cage? It's in a cage. In a cage. Closed. Closed no cage. No ceiling. Is it 15 feet high? It's 15 feet high. According to them. And the cage doesn't move. The cage doesn't move. The elimination happens. You have to throw your opponent out of the cage. Now, you don't have to be... Not over the top rope, over the cage. You have to be a... You don't have to be a physics major to realize how the effing hell are they going to do that? Well, most of the guys made it easy in the match. And they ascended the work for the other guy. Now, and the other way to eliminate them is through the door. Through the door, yeah. You can push them through the now, door, and I'm just like, if you see, what? If you see most of these guys, their body frame is like either wider or taller than the door. Yes. And I'm like, I think... Okay, so you hit their head on the top of it, you turn them sideways, you push them out. Why? Sounds so simple. Why do you, why do you book them? Like, okay, first off, the, the announcers look confused explaining the rules. So if your announcers don't know the rules and don't understand them... Why have you booked this match? WCW, everybody. This is the third annual. And they said it's the third annual. This match was dumber than the Skywalkers match. And they did it three times. They've done it three times. Why? Why, 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 why would you do that? Now, like, let's talk about some of the spots that I memorized because they were, they made me that frustrated. So there's one point in the match where I forget who it is. But someone ties Dusty's arm to the ropes. Yeah, I think it was Tully Blanchard who tied his arm. And I'm like, you're supposed to throw him over the top yes. of the cage or out the door. So why are you tying him? Yes. So yeah. at that moment, I hate to say this, it was predictable to me. Yeah. At that moment when I realized that they were focusing on like putting Dusty in positions where it would not make sense for him to be eliminated, like Tully would go to the top of the cage. Yep. He would climb up there. He would climb up to the top rope and use the cage and like walk it to to hit a diving axe handle. And it's like, what are you doing? For all the cage matches we've watched, I've always had one anger, which is you don't like, I've never understood the cage match philosophy of it's escape. 
I'm like, when you, when you want someone in a cage, you don't want them to go nowhere. But here's a match that totally just says, you know what, Dave? We know you hate these booking of cage matches, so we're going to book eight of them in this cage match and make yes. it where you have to be eliminated from the cage. Wow, um, oh, I was so angry. Just guys, match. like, they, they go to eliminate guys, and both the guys would, like, you'd see them jump up onto the top rope. Like, mm-hmm. they, they'd use, like, the middle rope as momentum to jump yeah. up onto the top. And it's like, so you're helping yourself you're help- get eliminated? Yeah. And the first elimination was uh, uh, Ivan. Ivan, Animal eliminated Ivan. Over the top of the cage. Over the top of the cage. And it's like... How did you have to be really dumb to be eliminated from this match. That fashion. The beauty of pro wrestling is is we... Suspend disbelief. I know it was the 80s, so people still believed it was real. Certain people did. (laughs) But you still needed to suspend disbelief. And this match did not do that. Like, this match was, was like, it showed that wrestling, you had to help people. Because well, like, because how else are you going to somehow throw a guy from, like, if this was a real fight, I would have just laid in the middle of the ring. No. I would have handcuffed myself to a, a rope. I would have been like Dusty and not take off the belt. Yeah. I would have stayed tied to the rope. Yeah. Where they tied me. Yeah. So I could win. Yes. Because that would make sense. Yes. But Dusty fought to get off. And then there was a part where... I forget who was biting him. Ivan Koloff. Arn, I, uh, yeah, Koloff. And then Arn Anderson was biting Dusty Rose on the shoulder too. Yeah. Because that makes sense to throw someone out. Well, and then they used they grabbed a belt. They were using the belt buckle to like like cut his arm. Yeah. And I was just like, what is the point of this? Why are you cutting his arm? Yeah. And then so people we, were getting their faces grazed against the steel cage. So, you know, blood everywhere. Yeah, and, well, that's a WCW staple. Like, WCW was yeah. all about blood. To be honest, this match should be should still be going on right now. Yeah. Because, like, everyone should have been like, I'm not fighting anyone anywhere. And I'm like, <laughs> how do you have a, a company that, that, that bans and disallows over-the-top rope eliminations because of safety issues, but they'll allow you to throw someone over a 15-foot cage yes. to the floor? Yeah. But then I'm like, wait, these guys also book scaffold matches. Yeah. So, so it's like, obviously, common sense isn't it's so just common here. Not, not good. And you know, camera angles were junk in this. Yep. They missed, like, why wouldn't you just do a wide pan shot for the entire thing? You know, uh, you missed so much. At this point, I would have just done the, the, the uh, Wiley E. Coyote cam. Oh, yeah. Just the aerial view where they did the ladder sure. matches. Yeah. <laughs> just do that. You may as well. It, it was just, it was, this match was embarrassing. If, if a, ma- a match like this actually made the scaffold match make sense. And yeah. Because yeah. at least in the scaffold match, the guys got knocked off and to the but bottom if, of if the any, ring. If anyone remembers, when we talked about the Skywalker's match, I said, I can't believe they, they did such a dumb match. There's no way they can do a dumber match, is what I said. I was wrong. Well, we found it, guys. We found I it. Three matches. Found it. I was wrong. We found the third match as well, so we, we didn't even see the first two. It's just dumb. So, um, if it's, uh, do you guys anything have anything else to rent? This match was really dumb, 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 dumb. Warlord, dumb. So I'm gonna get to the eliminations. So Animal eliminated Koloff with Koloff helping him. Yep. And he threw him over the top of the cage. And he was, then he was upset because he got eliminated. Yep. Animal job, eliminated the Warlord through the door, if I'm not mistaken. Because, yeah, he did. Because, because he did. Uh, Barbarian then eliminated Animal by. So Animal pushed Warlord out, and at, like this is the only elimination that made sense. So Animal pushes Warlord out, and then Barbarian hits him with a big boot right to the side of the face, and he just collapses out of the ring. 
because the door's open. I'm like, that is the okay. only one that made sense because he caught him in a vulnerable position. I understand that one. And smoked him with it. And Barbarian threw a great big boot. He did. He, he did. I liked Barbarian. He's actually one of my faves as a kid. And then, so we had a good elimination, the only one of the day. Because then we had Lex Luger, Arn Anderson, and Tully Blanchard. By the way, when did Lex Luger leave the Four Horsemen? In the Starcade 87, he was in the Four Horsemen. And Bunkhouse Stampede was a month later, and he's no longer in the Horsemen. <laughs> that was quick. Um, they all got eliminated by each other because they're all, like, by the door, grabbing each other. And they just, you could see them talking to each other because the counter angles were bad again. Yeah. So you could see them talking. And Art Anderson takes two steps out, waiting. And, and then you could see him go, okay. And then, like, Tully pushes and they all come tumbling out. And I'm like, oh. oh. Horrendous. Horrendous. Just not a good way. And then, so Dusty Rhodes and Barbarian were the last two. Uh, again, why would Rhodes and Barbarian willingly climb to the top of the cage? <laughs> but they did. But they did. Uh, Rhodes hits the bionic elbow. Yes. And causes... He hits the elbow, and Barbarian, like, springs himself <laughs> over the cage. Like, because he's got to get momentum to get his... Because he's a big boy. He's, like, over 300 pounds, if not just a shade under. So he, he springs himself. It's like, well, that didn't look realistic at all. But then Dusty hits him with the elbow again. Falls down. Dusty wins. Yay. And he wins the giant boot. Giant boot. And 500 and, grand. And the fake 500 grand. Which is so probably his money anyways. Overall, yes. I gave this pay-per-view a one. Uh, well, sorry, one and a half. You, yeah, don't yeah, change your score. And the reason why I did that is because they had a lot of big names booked. And then a whole lot of points were taken off because of how they booked them. Yes. So like, I, it was a star-studded event. It was just a bad use of the stars. Yes. <laughs> just, it was, like, I hate to say this, but don't watch it. Yeah. Um, just listen to our podcast and you'll be knowledgeable enough. Invest that two hours and watch Glow on Netflix. Yeah, watch something else. <laughs> watch anything else. I think I'd rather watch or listen to Fran Drescher for an hour and a half. Just her rather laughing? Than just, just her laughing on Just loop? her laughing, then watch this again. What, uh... What score did you give it, Ben? I gave it zero. Zero? I gave it zero. Zero, okay. I don't like... <laughs> I, I just don't... From start to finish, I hated this thing. Fair enough. The well, remember how, remember after, we, after we, we were done watching it, we watched Swerved? Yeah. And we enjoyed that more. We watched two episodes of Swerved. That was fun. It, no, <laughs> I mean, the Battle Royal, it, it's stupid concept. I mean, I, I just can't... Actually, the part I can't get by is why are you having this kind of a theme pay-per-view in New York? <laughs> like, I just... I'm like... You lost me right there. I'm going... Dude, if this was in Texas, fine. There's in that San Antonio... in the, the, the Dallas Sportatorium or that the was your first in the Freebirds. That was your first comment when we started watching it. I'm like, oh... This why is this in bad. New York? This is, they're, cow, they're dressed as cowboys in New York. No, why? <laughs> they lost me there. And then we saw the matches and I'm like... Well, thanks for seasoning crap with urine on top of it. I gave this a one out of ten. Zero. Warlord. <laughs> the only the only match with that was any any decent was Hawk versus Ric Flair, and that's it. it I got. I I've It was the best of the worst. It was the best of the worst. Yeah, and I've complained about this this pay per view. I just wanted to end. 
So that is episode 13 of the bunk, uh, of Squared Wait, Circle Rewind. Yay! Wasn't this movie that inspired you for us to create this podcast? It did. Because you watch this and you're, like, and you're like, Dave and Jesse, or Dave and Ben have to watch this. Yes. You need so to. screw you. Yeah. We're yeah. out. <laughs> Join us next week uh, epi- for episode 14 where we will be re- reviewing WWF WrestleMania 4. Yes. So th- <laughs> this, this should be a better one because I think we all liked this a little bit better um that's it for this week folks we're gonna let september take you out